The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. We all work really, really hard to win customers. And if you've got like a membership site, especially if you've got like some kind of subscription, you try and bring people in and then we sort of let go a little bit and don't nurture them quite so hard. It's a real shame, isn't it? It is. And it's a bit like when you see the sales page or something looks beautiful, but when you log into the members area, it's a little bit uglier. Mm, Happens mm. a lot. It does happen a lot. We're going to talk about how to actually keep your members super engaged, absolutely loving you, keep retention high, all using email marketing. But first, please welcome the man who, when eating toast with his hands, saves the crusts to last, hypnotist Robert Temple. And the man who, as he's grown older, has been compared to looking like Billy Idol, Annie Lennox, and Ellen DeGeneres. It's the mind reader, Kennedy. Robin Kennedy can get inside your head. It's the corner of the crust, but specifically that you leave to last, is it? Yeah. So, you know, like lots of people like the corner of cake because you get extra marzipan, extra icing. Problem with crusts is you have extra crusts. Double crusted. Email Marketing Heroes, welcome to the Email Marketing Show for another week. Hey, this is Rob and Kennedy from emailmarketingheroes.com. I always think like if people were to watch us doing this, like on the YouTube channel or something, they're probably hoping that like that would be us doing the drums. You're like a monster. Is it monster from Sesame Street? (laughs) From Sesame Street. (laughs) Actually, actually what happens during that time is we just stare at the spreadsheet, which is about what we're going to talk about absolutely looking bored out of our minds because we're busy and if you watch this you'll be absolute testament to this because we're going oh what's my bit who's going next what's happening pointing at each other <laughs> oh it's a bit like God. singing the hold music on the, uh, on the when you're on a, in a call center that's what you should do somebody sings the hold music anyway welcome email marketing show fans friends, <laughs> friends. and people who've accidentally therapists. clicked the wrong thing <laughs> and you're expecting to you're all very welcome <laughs> sit down lock the doors uh we're going to talk about as you were saying about email, uh, email marketing to serve your members thank god it's email marketing i mean oh. and do you know what it isn't just about being a nice person either it's not just about oh this person's paying you now so we shouldn't ignore them like what we're I mean, going to talk an element about of that of course yeah yeah but it also serves a commercial purpose to keep them engaged to keep them using so i remember when i first got involved in the idea of membership sites. The big theory was that if your membership site's not really expensive, like if it's not hundreds of dollars a month, if it's like... Under 50. Yeah. You could probably just have... And this was the... This is like the The universally acknowledged principle was get your members in, work really hard, and then don't mention it ever again. Don't email them for Christ's sake. (laughs) And they'll go, oh, fuck, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm paying that chap. (laughs) No, they won't. That's the thing. They'll just carry on with their lives. No, if you email them, they will. Oh, I see. They'll go, I'm paying that lad. And that used to be the theory. And and I subscribed to that at the time. I think everybody, it wasn't seen as a scammy activity particularly. It was just, well, they're happily paying it. They're not going to It was a little bit scammy. Like it was, 
But it was it wasn't like talked about in closed rooms only, where they all went ah, and then we told them we wouldn't ever tell them about the membership again. But, like it was just that was okay, and people would notice it. But actually, now we live in a world where people actually go through their credit card statements with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, and they and you know mobile banks are everywhere, so it's much more important than ever that actually you tell people all about all the things. And I think it's because we've all. A lot of us have been scammed or, or that kind of thing. So the technology is getting better now. You get a text or you get a notification through your phone app or whatever with your online banking or whatever to say you've spent this amount of money. So people are much more ready to go, oh, I'm not paying for that anymore. So I think I think it's come from a place of that kind of practice of going, I've been paying for that thing for, for years. And so, I mean, yeah. I mean, with Response3, our software survey app, we are very, very intentional. We email you four days before you're going to have a bill go out because yep. we want to make sure that if you know you know about that, you're not going to be charged and, and have it be a surprise to you. So that's important to us. Yep. And I think we should do the same thing with email. So we're going to talk in this episode, I think, about a bunch of things. That obviously, there's the bit about what happens as soon as somebody joins your email list. We'll talk about that. Yes. We'll talk about what happens on an ongoing, sorry, not joins your email list, joins your membership site. What happens on an ongoing basis to keep yes. them engaged yep. and we'll talk about something else okay good so we'll, we'll kind of just flow with it from there then, shall we I think there's, we'll just see where the three really good points <laughs> the first two are solid the, the last third one, one's going to we'll, be a surprise we'll to all of us we'll get back to you on that yeah yeah it's, it, this is an open loop in psychology in about 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> So we said a couple of weeks ago tease. that we were going to be like really professional. For this well, we know what, roughly what we're going to talk about yeah, for the okay. first two. Things. Okay, so somebody joins your membership and you abandon them completely. Yeah, and you just go, "Oh, you've, we've got your money now. I don't need to speak to you again. Thanks a lot." Even if it's like two quid a month or something. Uh, so we now know that actually, actually, do you know what? This actually fits into the old idea of like what a sales funnel is. So you've got like top of the funnel content, middle of the funnel content, bottom of the funnel content. I just nearly threw up my mouth when you're talking about funnels again. (laughs) You've got the content for people who are like just entering your niche and they don't really know anything about any any, any of your stuff. And then you've got people who sort of know about the thing, but they don't know about you specifically. Then you've got the people who are actually in decision-making mode. They're looking at you and they're looking at your competitors and they buy your stuff. But actually there's like a next level down from that then, isn't there? There's There's the content, the email content that goes out to the people who are actually paying you already. And if you've got a membership site and nothing else, there's nothing else they could pay you for. They're giving you the only money that you have the ability to actually accept from them at this moment in time and you have to plan the content that is going to keep them engaged and paying not just that i think there's a bit more than that i think i think yes you want to keep them so you want retention to be high churn to be low all that stuff that's very important the other thing you want to do though is take them to that next level which is advocacy is to say not Mm. only do these people deliver really good content not only do they care about us, but actually I want to tell other people about how damn good it is. Right. And we have some friends who have memberships in across different niches who are at that level where, we, where we're very lucky in that we get to see what's going on inside of these things. And they are bloody brilliant at it. Right. Part of their growth strategy is the fact that if every member gets another member to join, you've just doubled their membership, which is great. Without any market and spend whatsoever. So it is about engagement. It is about making people... And the thing is, if one of the biggest things we have to do with, with membership, I think, is we have to let people figure out... I've got an itchy eye. If you're watching this video of this, I'm looking very sexy right now. But uh, yeah, so is they have to realise how much value you're giving them. Right. And I'm good and that sounds crazy. But as people who have memberships, who have a software monthly uh, business in response suite, people forget how valuable that thing is because they might not log in or they might not check out that particular area of the 
membership site or they might not look at that particular part of the response suite tool or whatever it's going to be. If if that's the case, it's your fault and your responsibility as, as, the, as the owner of that platform. And therefore, you have to sort of make sure you take responsibility for that and do something about it. So how do we do it? When someone joins your membership, what we've got to do is put them through a sequence of emails and other communications. But mostly we're going to focus on the email part of it. But of course, this could also include retargeting ads. One people are a member. That's a really interesting thing to do. But really focus on the emails, which signpost people to different areas of the membership site to get them to log in repeatedly and to consume and, and, and get involved. So one of the things we know is it takes apparently 28 days to form a new habit. At the moment, when someone joins your membership, they are not in the habit of logging into it. You've got those first 21 days to get them into that habit. And the only way of doing that is by meeting them somewhere where they already are, their email inbox, and moving them from the place they already are into the place you want them to be, which is logging into your membership site. So they get so email number one might be just about telling them how to log in. One thing that I've actually put into to our membership site recently is, uh, and it's a little bit complicated tech-wise unless you know exactly how your platforms fit together, but you'll be able to find the tech people that can do this for you, is to have it set so that we've talked in previous episodes actually about the fact that sometimes somebody will take an action to get something from you and then never actually look at it. Right. And the same thing, you'll be amazed when you look at the numbers, how many people will join your membership site and won't immediately go and log in. Yeah. So one of the first things that we have set up now is a bunch of emails that go out over the period of about a week, just saying, I noticed she didn't log in yet. I noticed she didn't log in yet. And I noticed she didn't log in yet. And as soon as they do log in, it tags them inside your email marketing system so that now they go out of that sequence and they go into the next one. Now, it is set up so that if they get to the end of that seven days and they still haven't logged in, it notifies us so that we can like reach out to them manually in case we've got the wrong email address because that is a bit worrying. As well as that, it also now goes into the general onboarding stuff because we can't keep doing that forever and we do need to at some point just nudge them down the line and maybe get them to acknowledge there's the Facebook group or there's something else. But actually just realize that sending them their login details or sending them the link to the login members area isn't actually enough anymore. Yeah. You have to send them a few emails in case they signed up while they were out and about and busy. Or and drunk. Then, or drunk, as has been known. Yes. After like a 18 hour flight or something, just sort of signed up for it and cracked on. You want to make sure that you do that and then make sure that you continue to nudge them for a few days afterwards. That's really important. So that's the first bit. Have so the first, your bit, first is bit is get onboarding. people get drunk and then make them a sales offer <laughs> for your membership. <laughs> so the first thing that you definitely, definitely, definitely want to do is make sure you have the first bit of your onboarding sequence. And it looks mental when you look at it, but it's just a series of emails with different subject lines, all pointing them the direction of, is everything okay? You haven't logged in. Log yet. in, go and see this, go and see that. This is this thing's waiting for you inside. Ooh, have you been in this area yet? That kind of stuff to tease them to go log in. Once they've logged in, you tag them in your email system and now they go into the next into bit. Into the next sequence. And the next part of the sequence is about getting them to keep logging in. Getting them to log in the first time is only the first piece of it. The second piece of it is about getting them to be to form the habit of logging in and when things get released and when things go in there and when they, think, when they should be checking things out. So what you do there is you, you sort of signpost for yourself what are the major pieces of content that are going to allow the person to realize the highest value from having just joined your membership, right? So if you know that you get the best feedback on 
a certain training or a certain lesson from your newsletter or whatever the heck that is, make sure your first few emails all highlight that and directly link to that bit of content. Because at the moment someone's just joined, that's the moment they're thinking, right, was that worth it? I've entrusted my credit card information and I've entrusted my hard-earned cash to invest in this thing. Am I going to get immediate value? Now, when we talk about immediate value, one of the things we're not talking about is they have to be able to read a thing and instantly press a button and and, and get a return on it. No, they have to be able to imagine the value that that thing is going to bring them when they do it. That is it. Um, That's what they have to see. They have to see something which makes them go, oh my God, I I can absolutely do that. I can see how to do it. I don't have any questions to ask about that thing. So that's the first thing. Let's get them into the habit and then let's show them value really quickly by signposting them to the stuff, that the, the, the cornerstone evergreen content that's always in the members area. And that's dead easy to do. Like you said, just pick the thing. So maybe your program consists of a weekly video module, a webinar and a Facebook group. Great. Work out what order you want them to consume those things in and then have a sequence of emails that does each one. And as soon as they appear to have done it, so they appear to have clicked the link and gone to the place, then you can tag them and make sure that a couple of days later they start getting information about the next one and have a couple of emails about that and so on and so forth. One really important thing here, and it's something that you picked up on there, is a lot of people, let's imagine that one of your things is a Facebook group or one of your things is a webinar. In other words, it's something that they register for or get involved in outside of the members area. Mm. One really cool thing is actually make them log in to get to it. So for example, if your thing is a webinar, don't send them the email with the link to go and register for that next. So you might have it set up so that whatever your next webinar is, they get the email that points them to that. We actually point them to the members area where the link to register is rather than to the link of the webinar. Now, Mm -hmm. originally that was a security thing so that, you know, because if they're just the open link for the webinar is there, they could in theory just share that around. And they can still do that, I suppose, well, you if they might grab get it inside that the sent members to, the, to a person who's no longer a member. There might be a problem with your email system or something like that. Right. So, yeah, so if somebody left and something went wrong and they were still getting your emails, they're now able to register for those webinars. Whereas if that link is inside the members area, they can't. Now, that, that's partly a security thing, but it's actually also about training them to log in. Likewise, to log into the, to join the Facebook group, you could just send them straight to the Facebook group. But actually, it's better to have a page inside the members area that maybe has a little video from you and it tells them about what's in the Facebook group. And a bit of blurb about the Facebook group and then a link or instructions on how to request membership. Because again, it's just about making sure that it would feel like there was a little bit of their life missing if they weren't getting emails from you going to the members area all the time. So it's just a, a really simple nuance. On one of my favorite emails that's in the onboarding for one of my memberships is how to save the URL of the membership as a bookmark on your bookmark bar in your browser. Right. Because one of my biggest frustrations, if you look at if you look at here, look at my computer just in front of us, Rob, you'll see I've, I'm a member of a few different things. Mm-hmm. And I've even got the, the link to our membership in here because it means I can easily get to it. The thing is, we want people to regularly log in. We want them to be doing something and think, oh, I could probably get a resource from the league or whatever it is to help me out with the thing I'm doing. You don't want them going, oh, where, how do I log into that thing? Even if it's to cancel at some point. You want that to be really, really easy. So uh, that's all I've got to say on the onboarding bit because I really do want to get onto what we're going to do going forward because this is the bit that people, I think, I think a lot of people are pretty good at onboarding and welcoming people on. We've obviously got those little nuances, but 
I want to get into what you do going forward. So at some point, they're going to get to the end of your onboarding campaigns. They're going to get to the end of the bit where anything automatic is going to happen. Yeah. And now you're going to do this general onboarding stuff. Now, the easy thing to tell you- Engagement stuff. Yeah, the engagement stuff. Sure. The cool stuff here is that what you're basically going to do is the same principles that you would use to promote your sort of free content and your blog posts and all of that stuff. You're going to work as hard as you do to promote that, as you do, maybe harder even, as you do to promote that, to promote the stuff that's inside the membership. Exactly. So this is what we do. What we do is we look at um, that we we are personally of the opinion that if you've got an education-based subscription rather than a software subscription, because obviously we've got experience in both of those things, but if you're doing an education-based thing, drip out the release of that content throughout the, the billing period. So most things are monthly billing. So throughout that period, you want to drip out. So let's say your content's made up of a PDF, a video training, and a live Q&A. Three things throughout the month, right? And maybe a fourth thing, just for the ease of explanation here, right? But maybe, or maybe just two things. It's a video and a newsletter and a PDF. Let's do it that way. It's easier to think of. What you're going to do is you're going to release one of those early in the month and the, the second one later in the month. And that means you're going to have the ability throughout that month to mention different parts of that training and the newsletter by email. So let's just say this month in the league, uh, our membership for email marketing, we uh, one of our, one of our uh, campaigns in there is called the Black Widow campaign. Yeah. And that's made up of two really important part. It's to do with a con- how do you, it's turning content into sales. And then it's how do you use the email off the back of that content to actually do, to make sales. So we've got easily two emails there. We've actually got a lot more than that email wise to, 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 to send people through. But all we're going to do is we're going to break down. Okay. So at the beginning of the month, I'm going to send everyone who's a member an email, which says, Hey, if you want the brand new campaign, it just got dropped into your account. Boom, that's email one. The second campaign, the second email in that campaign might be, have you ever struggled with such and such a thing? Cool, the campaign in this this month's this month this month's membership is all about that. Go check it out. It's on this page and a link directly to the page. So you can see how we're taking it from different angles, talking about that thing. The good news is you only have to do that for like two weeks. And then the second two weeks are talking about the training or whatever it might be, the other bit of content, the fact that the Q&A session's coming up or the fact that whatever it, whatever else is going on. So you're just breaking it down. But here's the really important bit. Membership can take over your life. And you can feel like, oh, I haven't emailed my people and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. Mistakes I've definitely made, we've definitely made over time. What we, what we don't want to do is have that be the situation for you. So what we do is we, we schedule the release of each bit of content in the members area. And then we schedule all of the emails for the month for members. So we look at the month ahead and say, right, that bit of content is going to go live in the members area on this date. The other bit of content is going to go on the other date. What is all the, what are all the emails that are going to keep people engaged and checking out the stuff all in advance? We spend a day a month max. I think it's actually a bit less than a day a month just scheduling engagement emails to members, pointing them, signposting them to the new content, to back referencing old content and moving them around the different bits of different bits of, of, of membership and content, including, hey, go check out. We've got some really engagement stuff going on in the Facebook group right now. Go check it out. So as a membership site owner, I think it's a really good opportunity to sit and say, actually, am I putting all, and it's tempting to do, am I putting all of my focus and attention 
on the people who haven't joined yet and getting them to join and how much of that attention could I redirect or, you know, or could I clue? And I suppose you don't want to stop doing that stuff, but how can I just do a little bit extra work in order to keep my members engaged and actually keep retention higher and all of that great stuff. And this episode is just some of the ways you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. There's nothing worse than you join something and you feel like I never hear from those people. And why am I a member? If they're hearing from you, Every week, maybe a couple of times a week. I think two times a week as a member is a nice place to be thinking, oh, that's really nice. One more thing we'll talk about, and I'll let you talk about it because I, I, I've talked a lot, but it's something I do about emailing my members every single day. Yeah. So you, uh, as a method of selling membership, you have the daily email thing. So people land on your website, they subscribe for a daily email, mm-hmm. and then they receive that email every day. And every day it's a little story, hint, tip, strategy, something with a subtle uh, shoehorned <laughs> pitch to join membership in it or at the end. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed about you fairly recently is that when, cause I'm in that program is that when somebody joins, they actually continue to get those daily emails yes, even sir. once they've joined. Yeah. And so the only way, and I sort of said, why, why, why was that a decision? And when we looked at the emails, I actually realized why it works. It's just because the emails are written in such a way that that tip, a piece of advice, that story is still relevant, interesting, and inspiring to people once they have joined. And it doesn't, and this is really important if you're going to take this route, it doesn't look like the marketing's gone wrong. It doesn't say, and uh, you really should be a member of the of the program. It's very much about they read it and it sort of says, and for those people who are not a member yet, it doesn't feel like the program's, like the marketing's yeah, gone wrong. Yeah, this is a thing I do, that I do. And it's it's a shift I made a, a couple of years ago, which is I email everybody who's not a member as if they are. So I, talk, I, I write my emails as if they're two members and then say, by the way, if you're not a member, you could go and join. So I'm making the assumption that the majority of people are members. So uh, that's a little, little, a few tips there for you to grab hold of. Uh, some I think ideas. one of the things that will really help you with this, this is a really good application of everything that Mike Capuzzi talked about back in his episode of the podcast about behavioral email marketing. This is a really good place to use that, which is if somebody, if you send somebody to something within your membership site and they click and they appear to engage with that thing, great, that's done. Pop that down, move on and make sure they're now engaging with the next bit. So it really feels like your membership becomes part of their life. Yeah, if you want to check out Mike's episode, it's over at theemailmarketingshow.com slash doodles in case you want to go and check out that one. Okay, I think it's time we go into listener's question. Let's do that. Should we do it? Yeah. Hi, it's Rebecca Ward from Think Social, Be Social. My question was, when you're first starting out with email marketing, how many subscribers would you suggest having before you start sending out the emails? And then what layout should I start with? There's really only one way to answer this. What would Julie Andrews do? Okay, so the very first thing is, let's not procrastinate starting to do email marketing. Don't do what Rob did a number of years ago, which is think, I'm not going to do any email marketing until I've built my list up to a certain number. Because Rob's Rob's certain number was 10,000 people. And by the time he'd done that, the people on his list, because he'd never promoted to them any actual purchase, any purchasable product had associated Rob as the guy who gives them stuff for free so when he did promote stuff to them they unsubscribe very very quickly so you need to you need to treat everybody as if uh, every single person as if they're a list of massives uh, of masses of them uh, of massiveness <laughs> massive list uh, easy for you to say so that's the first thing I would say it's not like when you go to a conference if there's only one person in a conference room they know that that's, this is a bit of a washout I'm the only person here but when you've got an email list of one person they don't know they're the only person on your list now if you've got a conversion rate of 1% so of every 100 people 
people you send an email to, one of them buys. You don't know if that first person you get on your list is the one who's going to go ahead and buy. So this is one of our favorite questions. We hear this quite a lot is, well, you know, I've, I've only got 20, 30, 50, 100, 200, 500 people on my list. It's a small list. What do I do with it? Treat it as if it was a list of 100,000 people. Because otherwise what happens is when your list does get to whatever you'd consider to be an acceptable size, suddenly there's this massive pivot as you switch business models all of a sudden. You're suddenly switching out on them. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why is this person emailing me like offers and stuff now? And the opposite of that, remember as well, is once you've got the big mistake people who've got massive lists make is they talk to them as if they are a massive list rather than addressing them as individuals. If you can start talking to people as if there is only one and keep that same voice so it feels like a one-to-one personal communication, you're already off to a winner. Finally, with regards to the loud part of your question, when you've got a smaller list, laying it out and making it really, really friendly is easier because you're only actually talking to a handful of people. It's easier to make it seem personal. I thought we were going to run out of time there, Rob, because that was a big question. Here's a funny thing about that question is we, before we received that question from Rebecca, we'd actually planned to do an entire 20-minute episode on that subject. In fact, because we had to rush through it in two minutes, we, we still go will because yeah, there is more stuff to say Lots more that. to say about it. We can actually break down into individual strategies. But anyway, oh, that is absolutely tiring. I noticed that you managed to squeeze in a friends reference during that. Yes. Which, um, the pivot. The sure. pivot. The, pivot. the only friend's reference you know, I think, isn't it? I think it is. There's something to do with a duck. Is it a duck? Uh, chicken and a duck. Chicken and a duck. Okay. Anyway, well, enough of that. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Rob, you've cr- grabbed hold of a subject line of the week. Who was this one from? I haven't really liked it. It's from our pal, Marley Jacks. Ah, uh, Marley. Big up to Marley. Um, I've never said that before. I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> Please never uh, do. The subject line was, it's got in square brackets... I don't know what they're called, but square brackets just at the beginning, it says 30 minutes away. But that, that wasn't square that, brackets. That wasn't the bit that got my attention. The bit that got my attention was the second half, which is get your popcorn ready. What I like about it is we've realized very recently in a lot of experimentation we've been doing, and I'm going to- Hello. T- <laughs> Pop me rubber gloves on. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you more about this soon once we've got a bit more data on it. But we found out that actually the subject line of your email doesn't just do the job of getting people to open your email. It does just a lot more. Else, yeah. We're going to talk about that later. But for the time being, what that I know about the subject line get your popcorn ready is i sort of knew already what i was going to be asked to do in that email which means that because we know the subject line doesn't just get them to open the email it's not just about getting their attention but it's also about getting them to take action more on that coming soon i realized that actually i knew exactly what her email was going to be about before i read it it was about the fact there was a webinar coming up or if it hadn't said 30 minutes to go it could have been a video but either way she's there's something she wants me to pay attention to and watch and therefore i'm most likely to open that email and pay attention to it at a time when i know that's feasible so i like it because it sort of preframed what i was going to be asked to do that is a cracking subject line of the week subject line of the week this has been a bit of a long episode so uh, thanks for staying with us i hope you got through it in one sitting my bum's sore now just sitting here <laughs> now if you have missed anything or you'd like to check it out we have of course put all of the show notes together for you which you will find over at the email marketing show.com forward slash membership <laughs> i thought you were going to throw it over to me that i was like um, um, what is it? What's it going to be? It will be at forward slash membership when we set that up. Yeah, it will be, which is now, by the way. By the time you're listening to this, it is already there. If you haven't already, make sure you hit and smash the subscribe button on your podcast player to make sure you don't miss out next week's episode where we're back joined by yet another guest. That's it for now. We'll see you next week. Bye. The email marketing show. Pivot. The email Only thing I know about friends. <laughs>